Yeah. They calling me controversial. I don't know why, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah. They're indoctrinating kids with lies. It's just evil in disguise. They say that it's love, but they lie. They say that they're girls, but they're guys. Or they say they have no gender. From guy sports to girls with their winners. From now on, I identify as a ninja turtle. Where's Master Splinter? They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. Jesus was controversial. Paul was controversial. Elijah was controversial. Yeah, telling the truth is controversial. Welcome to the Matt Buff Show. It is great to have you guys with us. Check out thebuffshow.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Getter, TikTok, yeah, Rumble, all the great places where we're streaming tonight. And we've got a banger show for you tonight from Heritage Foundation. Sarah Parshall Perry will be here to talk about this crazy abortion stuff going on with the Biden campaign and what they're doing. And this is all they know how to do is talk about killing babies and open borders and how Trump and MAGA, bad, 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 bad. That's right. And Trump wins a historic and decisive victory in New Hampshire. We're going to talk about the open uh, primary disaster, but check out MyPillow.com. Use promo code BUFF to get big savings now on the MyPillow 2.0, the bed sheets, everything that makes you have a better night's sleep because we have an election season coming up. You're going to need the good night's sleep. That is for sure. Check us out on the Patriot Podcast Network Facebook page, the Buff Show Facebook page, and Matt the Buffman Facebook page. And then, of course, your favorite podcasting platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, and so much more. And we are just going to jump right into it tonight. Nikki Haley, right? She's a scourge in the Republican Party, and this has been a growing problem within the Republican Party. Yes, the rhinos, the Republican in name only establishment, the same people you see at the diners on Fox and Friends. We're going to get into that right now because Nikki Haley, I don't know if you know this, 70% of her votes in New Hampshire were from Democrats. 70%. All right. And this is why she won't quit because she thinks with the Democrats and independents help, especially the liberal independents, I can go far. But when she loses in South Carolina, it's time to say goodbye. And there is no talk anywhere in the Trump campaign of a Nikki Haley presidency. It's not going to, ha- or vice presidency, it's not going to happen. There's no way, no, no one wants her there. It's not, it just, it just can't happen. She is the face of rhinoism in the Republican Party. And the way she talks is about warmongering and let women kill babies because it's not up to us. It's, it's not up to us to save the babies. No, no, no. And it's about working across the aisle. The reason Democrats like people like Nikki Haley, because their far left agenda gets done because people like Nikki Haley are too, what's the word, cowardice to stand up to it. Unbelievable. All the Republicans that sit there and support this amnesty bill in the Senate and in the House, they all got to be tossed out. This whole thing needs a reset. (laughs) But Trump with the big win, and it was a decisive win, too, when you count the actual Republican voters. Here in Florida, if you want to vote in the Republican primary, you got to be registered Republican. We have closed primaries. That's why you see a real tally of where you stand with your own party. You don't want Democrats sabotaging Republican primaries, or you don't want Republicans sabotaging Democrat primaries. Let's Let's let the Democrats sort out their nonsense and crazy stuff. Let's do it. And uh, Biden's on the campaign trail. And I will give a Buff Show Let's Go Brandon shirt or a Buff Show uh, shirt with the logo on it, like a nice colored shirt. I'll get away if anybody can translate what this guy is saying ever. Donald Trump, a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. We'll teach 
Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. I don't know what's worse. I don't know what's worse. This the crazy nonsense he just said, which we're going to break that down. Or the lemming robots behind him that cheered, even though they have no idea what the hell he just said. They have no idea. Don't mess. I tell Donald Trump, don't mess with the women unless you want the benefit. All right. So you should mess with women if you want to get a benefit. I mean, is this guy all he thinks about? The women behind him are too old for his taste. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. A valuable don't lesson. mess with the women of America unless you want to get the benefit. Don't mess with the women of America unless you want to get a benefit. I, I guess that's the translation of that. And the crazies behind him, and look at the defend choice, defend choice. We're going to be talking a lot about this anti-science abortion push by the left. This is uh, on the whole show, on the whole show, on the whole show tonight. Oh, by the way, and Joe Hoff from the Gateway Pundit and JoeHoff.com is here with some breaking news. You're not going to want to miss that. But you translate this into what it means, and you'll get a buff show. We'll teach right? Donald Trump a, a valuable lesson. What Don't is it? Mess with the women of America unless you want to get the benefit. Don't mess with the women of America unless you want to get the benefit of messing with a woman in America. <laughs> I mean, what does this possibly mean? I think in that empty head of his, what the teleprompter is trying to say is, if you take away for the right for us to kill babies, the women will rain fire on you. And then wait till you see this cringeworthy ad. We're going to play this for Sarah Partial Perry on the Matt Buff Show coming up soon. But wait till you see the ad called Forced from the Biden campaign. We're going to break that down, and it's quite remarkable. Let's get over to the border because the razor wire, not only is the razor wire not being cut, <laughs> they're actually adding more razor wire. Because the National Guard is in, in the way of the bureaucrats trying to cut the way, razor wire. The only thing we can do, because the federal government isn't helping, the only thing we can do is put up barriers, razor wire, wherever we can, because they're coming in by the thousands of the day. If Trump fulfills his campaign promise, and if we can actually get him in the office, what we got to do is make sure he stands by that promise to get these illegals out of here. They're overrunning left-wing cities because they're not welcome here in Florida. They're not welcome in Texas, but Texas being overrun. Arizona's being overrun. Forget the, I mean, the drugs is horrific. The fentanyl's horrific, but these people in some locations are getting $2,000 a month. I talked to a lady today. She was 78 and she's down on her luck and struggling and trying to get something going. And she and, and illegals in her neighborhood are getting $2,000 a month benefits for them and their family so they can support themselves here. $2,000 a month off your taxpayers. So don't cut the razor wire. Put more up. And then we got to get this wall up and we got to get the deportation process happening. What is all the slow dragging about this? Well, the Democrats aren't hiding it anymore. People on the other side of the aisle have been playing politics with this issue. The solutions are at hand. And, you know, gone are the days, sadly, where a President Bush or John McCain understood that we should have a bipartisan approach to. Gone are the days of John McCain. Or George Bush, who do, did what everything you wanted when it came to amnesty. Gone are the days of sissy Republicans. Gone are the days. Listen to what she says very carefully. Fixing this problem, which is a long-standing problem. But what are those solutions? The solutions include putting resources at the border to Re do what we can to process people effectively. Process them. Get and them putting in. in place laws that actually allow for a meaningful, meaningful pathway to citizenship. That's what we should do. Make it easier for them to come in and then give them a pathway to citizenship, completely ignoring the laws. The Democrats say it's broken because they can't just walk in here and get handed a check and an ID card and a voting card. That's what they want. So that's what that's her solution for the border. So what should be done about this crazy influx of illegals flooding our country? What is it? An easier pathway to citizenship? Shit. 
I'm going to play that back for you just one more time in case you don't believe you're lying on. Longstanding problem. But what are those solutions? The solutions includes putting resources at the border to do what we can to process people effectively and putting in place laws that actually allow for a meaningful, meaningful pathway to citizenship. That's what they want. New Democrat voters. At the expense of your kids when it comes to fentanyl, at the expense of your neighborhoods, at the expense of your schools where your kid has to go virtually learn at home again like the disaster and the phony, stupid lockdown era they so the illegals can get out of the cold and sleep in classrooms. These people trash hotel rooms. They fill up the street. They're filthy, dirty people in so many cases. And they're, they're so bad. And there's so many of them, we're talking 10 million in this country that are putting a strain on our economy. Even Democrat mayors and bureaucrats and politicians and sanctuary cities. We didn't mean a sanctuary for 10 million. We meant a sanctuary for five people to come in and, and be relaxed. They're even complaining and bitching about it. And even Democrats and rappers and, and uh, show hosts and everybody else is like, Let's go, Brandon. They're sick of it, and everybody's sick of it. This this illegal immigration nonsense, because they want it just to pass the citizenship so they can get more voters. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. Congress needs to step up and finally, gosh damn, do something. They got to put a stop to this. And this amnesty bill that's floating around the Senate because Mitch McConnell will do whatever Chucky Schumer wants. This has got to stop, and the House better stop it. And everybody on the left is saying, oh, the House is holding up amnesty. You're damn right they are, and they should keep doing that. It's not even a question. This is absolutely unreal. So we're going to be back on the Matt Buff Show. we got a special guest from the Heritage Foundation. Sarah Perry is here, and we've got some crazy stuff to show you, and it's not. It's from the Biden campaign. All right? We're going to jump into all this. On the Matt Buff Show, you guys stay with us. Sick and tired of smart guys. To celebrate the new year, we're having the biggest sale ever on overstock clearance and brand new products. For example, save 60% on our Goose Down comforters, the best comforters ever. They go perfectly with our MyPillow bed sheets and duvet covers. Save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels. They're made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Our initial quantities are extremely low, so get them now before they go. Our seasonal flannel sheets are finally in. You save up to 50% and they sell out fast every year, so order now. They're truly the best flannel sheets you'll ever sleep on. Or save up to 80% on all our clearance items. And this is where it gets even better. For a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. It's time to convert and sell more with the best tools made for small, medium, and large businesses to grow online. With JJC Marketing Solutions, you can grow with do-it-yourself, easy website and funnel builder, or they will build it for you. More options at your fingertips with JJC Marketing Solutions. Not only do you get the best state-of-the-art website, but also comprehensive sales funnels, CRM tools, and powerful search engine optimization. No matter where you are, they can help you grow your business with affordable online marketing solutions. Get weekly reports, dashboard access, and full transparency to see how your keywords are growing. Start building your online presence today. JJCMarketingSolutions.com. That's JJCMarketingSolutions.com. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. Are you a public employee? Tired of paying union dues when inflation and gas prices are out of control? Opt out today and keep your money. Over 100,000 American workers already have, and you can too. Visit optouttoday.com to learn more. 
Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. It is great to have you with us. Check out thebuffshow.com and follow us on all social platforms, including your favorite podcasting sites, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, and Amazon, and so much more. And then, of course, we're streaming live on Getter, Rumble, and Instagram now. Yeah, Instagram. So far, so good. I see all green check marks up there on all the platforms, so that's a good thing so far. Oh, very good stuff. Well, I tell you what, we have got a major crisis on our hands when it comes to the unborn. Follow the science with vaccine. Follow the science with masks. Follow the science with COVID. Follow the science, the phony science on all that, by the way. But ignore the baby in the womb and the science of a baby in the womb. <clears throat> it's just, it, it makes you choke <clears throat> because it's so disgusting and it's so horrific what these people are doing. Let's go over to Sarah. Partial Perry, Senior Legal Fellow at the Heritage Foundation. Sarah, it's great to have you back on the show. We love the work you do, and um, it's just a, it's just our pleasure. Thanks so much, Matt. I love doing your show. Well, thank you. And um, you're, you're not going to love the clips I have for you on the show tonight because they're <laughs> absolutely insane. Let's start off with uh, Joe Biden on the campaign trail, okay? And I want to get your thoughts on the other end of this. And then I'll show you the commercial that dropped today. Well, folks, I believe Roe v. Wade got it right. And so do the majority of Americans. And they still do. <laughs> we all know what happened a year and a half ago. The new Supreme Court made an extreme decision overturning Roe v. Wade. With their, with their Dobbs decision. I'm sorry this is taking so long. The Supreme Court did what it never had done before. It ripped away a fundamental constitutional right that was in place for nearly 50 years, and that was so important to so many Americans for so long. As I said on that day, the health and lives of women in this nation would be at risk and the consequences of this decision. All right. There's so much to unpack. It goes on forever and ever. But go ahead, Sarah. You get the first take uh, on it. Matt, I have so many thoughts. It's hard to know where to begin. First of all, you know, I think the thing we need to recognize is that the Supreme Court's duty is to interpret the Constitution as it honestly sees fit. And that means sometimes interpreting cases that have been around on the books for decades or longer and saying, we're going to be honest about the fact that this court got it wrong, that they plucked out of the ether a constitutional right to abortion that never existed. And in fact, the scholars who are liberal, who have always been pro-abortion, have never been able to justify Roe versus Wade on its constitutional face because it's bad law. But I would like to point out to President Joe Biden that if Roe versus Wade should have stayed on the books, then also Plessy versus Ferguson dictating separate but equal should also have stayed on the books. Instead, that was overruled by the watershed Brown versus Board of Education. In fact, many of the fundamental liberties that we understand and enjoy today are the result of overturning bad precedent. Situations change. And when we've got originalists in the court, not those who are willing to flex the Constitution to manipulate it into something that going it's going to require a social sort of fundamental fad of some sort, we've got a different composition at the Supreme Court now. We have originalists, we have textualists. They're willing to step back and say, listen, we understand stare decisis. Let the decision stand. That is a starting point. We understand the power of precedent. And yet here is where it's different. As Justice Alito wrote, it is not what he called an inexorable command. Sometimes the costs of getting rid of a decision are less than the costs of keeping a decision. And that's what the court did in the Dobbs decision. Abortion was never a constitutional right. That's what the Dobbs decision ultimately came down to. If anything was a right, it was a right to life. That's actually Absolutely. in the text. I mean, if anything's a, a right, just because, and they never talk about the consequences of behavior. 
It's always these women are at risk. These women are going to die if we if we don't allow them to yes. have fun and not think about consequences and then and then have to deal with it. <laughs> and yet every abortion law on the books in every one of the 50 states, whether they are abortion permissive or abortion restrictive, and about 22 states have various restrictions. Some are heartbeat, some are gestational limits, some are first trimester, but whatever have you from one state to the other, including Alaska and the Virgin Islands, every state Every territory has a life of the mother exception. So the hysteria about women will die is never an honest dialogue. And in fact, as you know, Matt, we saw coming out of the state of Texas, the very famous Kate Cox case in which she sought an abortion for a particular disability for her unborn child. She is going to be the guest of the president during the State of the Union. I've got to tell you, it is nothing short of hysteria fodder and fear mongering, because in fact, the state of Texas did not require a court order for that abortion. All it required was the, the doctor's reasonable medical judgment at the time. But if you sort of follow the bouncing ball on this case, the doctor who performed the abortion ultimately was also a NARAL and Planned Parenthood activist. And she was, looking, she was looking for a case to be able to point out that the Dobbs decision was wrong. She seems to have gotten it in the Kate Cox situation. And now she is a national abortion rights hero. Oh my goodness. And it's just, they never want to talk about sonograms. They never want to talk about the baby. Never. And it's, just, uh, it, it's just, unless, unless Sarah, unless you're a female who is pretending to be a male and if then it's pregnant men is the greatest thing ever. Right. Oh my God, look at the beauty of a pregnant man. It's the coolest thing ever. Matt, I know you feel this too, but I can't exactly decide when we're supposed to follow the science, apparently with vaccines, but not with biological men and not with the unborn who have pulsing heartbeats at nine weeks and can feel pain at 12 weeks. So I guess we're sort of, you know, at the mercy of HHS and what they tell us to believe about whatever the scientific developments are. It's ridiculous. We do. We need a list of, okay, this is science and this is not. I bet right. the, I bet there, this is not science is actually science and the other right. stuff is feelings. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly it. It's remarkable. The Biden uh, regime, they dropped this ad today and it's just quite remarkable. Um, I'm going to pick apart what Joe Biden said. Um, and first of all, um, I'm doing a contest too, <laughs> if anybody can decipher this. Donald Trump, a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> you got that, Sarah? Don't mess with the benefit. Something about women and benefits. Listen, I, um, I've got to tell you, it's very hard to take seriously an administration that's being led by someone who really gives dementia patients a run for their money. And we understand he was he was duly elected. Say what you want about the stolen election of 2020. Let's assume for argument's sake that he was elected legally and appropriately. And that's subject to some debate. This is an individual who does not seem to be capable of running a second term. And yet I know that for the Democrats, he is the ostensible front runner. This is not a campaign that has anything to show for itself other than weakened borders compromise international security, the absolute vagaries of expansive sexual orientation and gender identity in public schools and within all of the federal agencies, and economic debt and weakness like we've never seen before. The average American family has lost $7,000 in annual salary value. I have to tell you, as the mother of three teenagers, this has been the most expensive year to date for me. Just in holiday meals alone, I was spending hundreds more than I was in the past. The cost of gas for someone who commutes, that too has been a blight on the pocketbook. So this is not someone who is not only capable of running a second term, but has nothing to show for the achievements of his first term. No, nothing at all. And the, they love him in the uh, White House because he's a puppet, does what the left wants. 
and he reads the teleprompter and he's completely, if, if he was, uh, I mean, if he met himself 60 years ago when he was 30 and he wouldn't even recognize himself right now because yeah. he's been dragged so far to the left, check out this ad, um, that played today. And then we'll break this down and then we'll talk about the uh, Republicans plans for the anniversary that, um, the, the, the article that was just fantastic. I can't wait to get into that with you. But this dropped today, so I had to get your take on it. OBGYN in Texas and a mother of... There's a hole right there. An OBGYN knows better. Yeah. <laughs> Three wonderful children. Having this beautiful, messy, chaotic, but wonderful family. It's the joy. Look at that, what she's playing with a baby right there, Sarah. See that? Yeah. And then she turns to the dark side of my life. I never thought that I would need an abortion for a planned pregnancy, need. but I did. Two years ago, I became pregnant with a baby I desperately wanted. At a routine ultrasound, I learned that the fetus would have a fatal condition and that there was absolutely no chance of survival. And All right, so there's a hole right there because that ultrasound she's talking about was done in a hospital. Right. And, and the baby would have been stillborn. So she tries to turn it into Trump. Texas, you are forced to carry that pregnancy. And that is because of Donald Trump overturning Roe v. Wade. The choice was completely Why? taken away. I was to continue my pregnancy, putting my life at risk. It's every woman's worst nightmare. And it was absolutely unbearable. We need leaders that will protect our rights and not take them away. And that's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. That approve this message thing was recorded seven years ago, by the way. I, I was going to say, it's about the most <laughs> articulate I've heard of in quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> but here's, a, here's an OBGYN who purposely tried to have a baby that she wanted. Turns out the baby was going to be stillborn, and she thinks Trump made her carry that stillborn baby to term. All that stuff she was talking about is in a hospital. That's not the 99% of abortions because somebody wants to get rid of a baby that's inconvenient to her life. That was a right. complete switcheroo and play on words. Yeah, there, there's a number of inaccuracies in that ad, but it does not surprise me because abortion has always been a winning issue for the Democratic Party. In fact, in addition to abortion, I would say the next closest sacred cow issue is now for the Biden administration, gender identity, right? So we see these two hot button issues that are consistently for them, they think winning issues, but we know abortion polls well for the Democrats. And P.S. Matt, I will tell you this, when Joe Biden gets up and says that Donald Trump overturns Roe versus Wade, or the commercial says Donald Trump overturns Roe versus Wade, no, he didn't. All he did was appoint originalist jurists who have to approach the Constitution as a fixed instrument. And they have to say, we must be honest about whether or not this was ever intended by the founders or honestly by anyone after the founders to be a right conceived by the 14th Amendment. And the answer is no. In fact, no state in the union requires the carriage to term of a child that is automatically subject to a fatal diagnosis. Again, life of the mother in so many of these, life of the fetus in so many of these particular laws. It's a disingenuous ad, but it is very distinctly meant to play on the sort of hysterical emotional underpinnings of abortion is getting harder to get. And when in fact, Matt, we know seven ballot referenda already passed across the country that have made abortion up until the moment of birth cemented in state constitutions. And we're looking at 12 more. So conceivably, by the time we hit November of this year, we're looking at 19 states where you are abortion up to the moment of birth on demand because of state constitutional law. So we're seeing, in fact, more progressive, more expansive, more permissive abortion regimes post Dobbs than we've ever seen before. And it's it's nefarious. It requires the pro-life movement really to step up and recognize what's going on in their home state. Yes, it is. And on those referendum you're talking about in those 19 states, it's how they word it on the ballot. Yeah. It's exactly the play on words they word it. If they would just say straight up what it is, it would have been defeated in all 19 states. 
but they put a thing like mothers could die if you don't pass this. And, right. And, and, and it plays at the heartstrings. It doesn't play at the real root of the problem, which is a baby dies in that scenario. Let's get to the article in our last few minutes together here. This was fantastic stuff. I want everybody to check this out on rollcall.com. All right. House GOP plans pregnancy-related bills before Roe anniversary. Bill aims to support pregnant college students, bars HHS from limiting federal funds for pregnancy center. That's another thing, Sarah. They block people that are trying to help these mothers. They don't right. want, they just want <laughs> dead babies. <laughs> <laughs> No, we don't want your crisis pregnancy center offering us help, financial assistance, diapers, formula, babysitting services. No, no, no. You keep it. We'd much rather you simply kill your child and make a profit for Planned Parenthood and its ilk. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Now, the House also said, um, but uh, Speaker Johnson uh, called on Johnson not to bring up bills that could be tricky votes for vulnerable Republicans. This is what kills me. The uh, This is a thing I highlighted in the ad because this is what kills the Republican Party all the time. They tiptoe around the issue of abortion. They should be able to be celebrating the Roe v. Wade overturn. They should be right. wearing that with a badge of honor. They should be putting out commercials. Look how many babies we've saved in these states. But no, Republicans are telling other Republicans just be, it's tricky because Republicans are vulnerable in states. Yeah, you know what? I'm really glad that you brought that up, Matt, because I do think that there is this misunderstanding that abortion is a losing issue for conservatives when, in fact, it has always been a galvanizing issue for us. Yeah. What we're seeing right now is the need to be creative in where we sort of cement and we focus our efforts. First, at the federal level, we need to see the reenactment, reauthorization of riders that prevent, for example, federal funding of abortion or protect the conscience rights of individuals, medical professionals who say it is against my religion to perform this abortion in this particular facility. That's what we need to look at at the federal level. And at the state level, we have got to go gangbusters beating these ballot referenda because once a ballot referenda cements a constitutional amendment, it is going to be that much harder to divest. Remember, legislation, bills govern people, constitutions govern government. It's the inappropriate response to the issue of abortion. Remember when Alito wrote the Dobbs opinion, he said, mm -hmm. let's return the issue to the people and their elected representatives. So in other words, your state legislators, your federal legislators, let's let them hash it out, come up with good legislation so that the congressional legislative bodies can make their choices and put in place good laws that can in the future be modified if necessary. Instead, pro-abortion interests like J.B. Pritzker's uh, Think Big America PAC, like the new super PAC that is led by Cecile Richards, P.S., the former president of Planned Parenthood, who has put $10 million to advancing these pro-abortion ballot initiatives. That's where we need to be fighting in the states. Our job did not end with Roe versus Wade. It, in many respects, was only just beginning. That's a great point to end on. But what you just described, and for our listening audience, that was democracy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Dobbs was a great decision, not just for life, but for democracy. And I like to reemphasize that as often as I can. Well, when the people in the state of Florida can have a voice in their local state laws about what happens with Roe v. Wade, what happens with abortion, that's democracy in action. Not the federal government making a one-size-fits-all and saying, if you don't like it, that's not democracy. I mean, that's, that's it. It's just remarkable. Last word to you, where can people find you? And I want to get your last take on this because there's a lot of stuff coming up uh, when this, th this is a huge part of this election. It really is a huge part of this election. Our job is not done. There are, like I said, 12 more ballot referenda coming up in the states. Look for candidates who support your values, who are going to exhibit character, strength, and steel spines, both in the state houses and at the federal level. We did not end our hard work with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Every life is precious. We've seen 32,000 unborn lives saved since the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Let's see 32,000 more. If people want to find me, they can go to heritage.org and find me at Sarah Partial Perry under the staff pages. They can also find me at Twitter at Sarah P. Perry. 
Very good. Thank you, Sarah, for dropping by. And we're going to post the links to everything we're talking about on thebuffshow.com. We appreciate you. Keep up the great work. Thanks so much, Matt. It was great to see you. Absolutely. Great to see you as well. We'll be back on the Matt Buff Show. So much more to come. You notice every time we do a Freedom Foundation segment, somebody in the segment before mentioned some dastardly dirty deeds the teachers unions have done. And it's just remarkable. So this continues. I tell you what, guys, the vote, the voice, and the victors. We talked about the victor, Trump. We talked about the loser with the Haley situation. We talked about the voice of the babies in this segment. Now we're going to talk more about the vote. We got Freedom Foundation and Joe Hoff from Gateway Pundit. You stay with us. A lot of banger stuff to come. Sick and tired of smart guys. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know you can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. Guess what? They want your money and they can take it, all of it if they want. So what do you do? You fight back by letting our team of experts work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. Call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. Five minutes of your time can save you thousands of dollars. So please call right now. Cost of living is skyrocketing and paychecks just can't keep up. But if you're lucky enough to be a public employee, you can give yourself a raise. Visit optouttoday.com and stop paying union dues. We've helped over 100,000 public employees just like you opt out and save an average of $1,000 per year. Opt out today and put more food, fuel, and fun back into your life. It's your money. You earned it. Visit optouttoday.com. Welcome back to the Map Up Show. It is great to have you with us. Great to see you on Rumble Live, Instagram Live, and Getter Live tonight. And all of our favorite uh, podcasting sites, including Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Pandora, and so much more. Check out thebuffshow.com for all the locations where you can find the show. And it's great to see everybody on thebuffshow.com tonight enjoying the live stream on the front page right there. So many places to catch the show, and it's so great to have you. We're going to go over to our good friend at freedomfoundation.com and optouttoday.com, Ashley Varner, back on the show after a very special trip. Ashley, great to see you. Thank you so much, Matt. It's great to be back on. And I do always love to get in on the very beginning of the show because you always have interesting guests, and we always have something to continue talking about when I come on later. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable that every guest before the Freedom Foundation segment talks about those dastardly teachers unions and how they're empowered to teach kids all this crazy stuff. But it's absolutely real. And we talked a lot about the Supreme Court and there's good and bad. They're they're good with Roe v. Wade, but they're bad with cutting razor wire. What is your latest update you got from the Supreme Court? Well, we do not have cheerful news from the Supreme Court right now. Uh, last no. week, unfortunately, the Supreme Court declined to hear uh, Jana's follow-up case brought by the state of Alaska. Uh, Alaska wanted to basically bring their state law in line with the Janus decision, saying that state government employers needed to get affirmative consent from those government employees before they could take union dues out of their paychecks. Uh, and the Alaska Supreme Court said, no, nope, we're not going to allow this change to go through. So uh, the governor of Alaska appealed to the Supreme Court, and unfortunately, the Supreme Court declined to hear that case. 
Well, they got their hands full with razor wire and uh, ice cream shops and stuff like that. So it's it's pretty remarkable they didn't have time for something for something real. It is really unfortunate. It's been this will be the sixth year uh, since the Janus versus Ask Me case in June of 2018. Uh, not a single case has been uh, granted by the court to be heard to hold these unions in line hold the lower courts in line and make the unions actually follow the law and receive affirmative consent from the government before they can take the paycheck due. So we've we've sent dozens. The Freedom Foundation has sent numerous other organizations together as a collective body. We've sent dozens of cases to the court. They just haven't seen fit yet to, to revisit the decision. So we're hoping that one of these days, uh, maybe next year, they're always going to give us more opportunities to appeal to the Supreme Court because the unions are simply thumbing their nose. They're just ignoring the Supreme Court decision. So far, the lower courts are letting them get away with it, but we're not going to back down and Freedom Foundation is going to keep fighting them in court. Well, I like how we talk about the real efforts. Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. I mean, we're winning all over the place when it comes to union membership. I wish I could show everybody this pie graph. It just goes down. Union membership in the United States is like on a brick that's falling into the ocean. That's true. We got great news out of the Bureau of Labor Statistics on Tuesday. So these are the government's own numbers, and they're trying to put a happy face on them. But the, the fact of the matter is 2023 marked the lowest year on record for union membership in the public sector in particular. So the private sector, uh, those are the industry employees. They work, uh, you know, in in construction and those kinds of jobs, uh, the auto workers, those kinds of things. Uh, they only make up 6% of the American workforce. The government employee unions actually make up just over 30% uh, of union membership rates, but even that is at its lowest point. So the Freedom Foundation is having an impact. Uh, I just checked our numbers, Matt, for uh, the five and a half now, almost six years since Janice, we've helped just the Freedom Foundation has helped nearly 170,000 people leave the unions, stop paying dues. We had a record year in 2023. We helped over 35,000 people in one single year leave the unions. Uh, when you factor in, I was an English major, but I'm pretty sure the math uh, for 35,000 people at about $1,000 in union dues per year, that's $35 million that people are getting to keep in their own pockets, putting gas in their own car, and they're not giving any play money to Randy Weingarten to do these uh, insane political ideology uh, indoctrination in the schools. Yeah, that's right. They call it investing in the education. And it's uh, they're investing their ideas. They're more, it should be say, ingesting into education because what they want to do is completely transform the kids into little socialist robots. And that's that's what yep. they want when they say investing into education. It's investing their thought and nothing else is allowed. They're investing in their continued power, right? They yeah. enrich themselves off of the back of taxpayer funded uh, paychecks, the teachers and such. Uh, all of your listeners, we should all care about this. Even if we don't have a teacher in our family, most of us do know teachers, but those are our federal tax dollars and state tax dollars going to fund these paychecks that the unions are taking out off the top. So you and I are actually funding these unions, whether we like it or not, because these are taxpayer funded paychecks. And that's why we work so hard every day to make sure our outreach efforts reach every single person we can across the country. And we're, we're doing a great job. We're very encouraged by the numbers out of the government this week. And uh, we're just going to keep going. 2024 is going to be another banner year. Well, you, you said uh, I want everybody to sign up for the newsletters and everything at freedomfoundation.com. It is going to be a banner year because things are being exposed. Like out of the 11 million that, uh, that was raised out of Miami-Dade, more than half of it was sent out of the state of Florida. I mean, the, these unions are sending, with an annual budget of $11.5 UTD sends nearly half of its dues it collects from members out of the district, out of the six out of the $6.2 million it keeps in Dade County. And this is just going back to what Ashley was talking about, the money and the power. This is a, an example that happened in Dade County. They spent more than $5 million on salaries for officers and staff 
uh, once the overhead costs are factor in, the new union only has a tiny fraction left to spend advocating for its stupid dues payers. I mean, it's like if you open a lemonade stand, right? And all the money goes into um, making the lemonade at the factory instead of the people that are selling the lemonade. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. Right. It's outrageous. And, you know, we all want our teachers to be well paid for what they uh, have to go through in the public schools, especially today with behavioral problems, with fighting the indoctrination in their own classrooms, uh, if they feel like they have a voice to speak up. And really, when when 5.6, 5.3 million, I wrote it down, 5.3 million leaves Miami-Dade, it goes to fund the NEA and Randy Weingarten at the American Federation of Teachers in Washington, D.C. That money is not helping Miami-Dade teachers. That's why we're working with the uh, Miami-Dade Education Coalition. They're going to stay out of politics. The dues are going to be about half of what teachers are currently paying because they're not going to spend it on funny money, uh, political gamesmanship. And that's more money for teachers. They're going to give themselves a raise when they leave the NEA and the AFT and they join a local that will keep their uh, dues money in their district. That's exactly right. Where can people follow you and all this stuff that's going on? Yeah, thank you, Matt. It's freedomfoundation.com. We're on uh, Twitter X at Freedom. FDTN for foundation. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Freedom Foundation. We have a YouTube page where we have videos of, of teachers that we work with. So go check us out, follow us, give us a like. We like to follow back. Uh, and, and I hope that we will have some conclusive updates for you out of Miami in the next couple of weeks. That's what we're looking for. We've been tracking this Miami-Dade story every week on the show. I can't wait till we get this uh, result in because we know they're filing to try to extend the membership signups again. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just trying to fight, but they've lost. The teachers union in Miami-Dade has lost and they, don't, they just can't accept it because that graph we talked about at the beginning it's just going down and down and down. And that's thanks to freedomfoundation.com. And if you're a teacher listening to this, and if you know of somebody that's unhappy with their situation, optouttoday.com. Right, Ashley? That's absolutely right, Matt. Thank you so much. And just one more thing real quick. The Miami Teachers Union, United Teachers of Dade, they were formed in 1974. They have never faced another vote since then until now, until we forced their hand. And they're actually really upset that they even have to be held accountable to the teachers, many of whom were not even alive in 1974 when they formed the union. So this is the first time teachers are getting a voice. That's an interesting point. A lot of them weren't even alive when that happened. Right. I wasn't. I was born in 76. I'm just a couple of years after you. So yeah, <laughs> and, and we've had a 20 year plus career, right? But we would never have been able to vote for the Miami-Dade Union. Oh, of course not. No, not at all. All right. You you picked the uh, Chiefs game correctly, by the way, over the Bills. Any picks for the Ra- Ravens? Well, you know I'm going with the Chiefs over the Ravens. I'm having people over. We're gonna we're gonna party it up, and uh, we're gonna be saying a lot of prayers too. <laughs> yes, so. you're gonna make a thing of it. Very nice, awesome, Ashley Varner. Great to see you again. Glad you had a great trip, and it's great to have you back on the show. Talk to you soon, Matt. All right, you got it, Ashley Varner. Everybody on FreedomFoundation.com, OptOutToday.com. So much news and information. You guys stay with us. Joe Hoft is on deck. From the Gateway Pundit and JoeHoff.com, author of The Steel, Volume 1, Volume 2, Volume 3. Let's not make it a Volume 4. We'll be back on the Map Buff Show. Sick and tired of smart guys. Has your heater busted? Computer crashed? Appliance broken? Then you need ARW Home. Life's been pretty worry-free since I got coverage with ARW Home. Don't waste thousands of dollars on air conditioning, appliance repair, and replacements. Save that money with ARW Home. Protection plans that cover household appliances, systems, and electronics. My air conditioning broke on a Sunday. I called ARW, and they came out and fixed it right away. Get your free quote today. Call or go to ARWHome.com now. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The My Pillow guy. And you're looking good. Still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever My Pillow 2.0. When I invented My Pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. 
MyPillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature-regulating thread. MyPillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of MyPillow. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code to save 50% on your MyPillow 2.0. Not only that, for a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. MyPillow.com Are you a public employee? Tired of paying union dues when inflation and gas prices are out of control? Opt out today and keep your money. Over 100,000 American workers already have, and you can too. Visit optouttoday.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. It is great to have you rolling along with us as we head into our final segment of the show tonight. It's been a fun one so far. Let's keep it going with our good friend, author of The Steel, Volume 1, Volume 2, Volume 3, Joe Hoft, back on the Matt Buff Show. Great to see you. Great seeing you, Matt. Yeah, happy Happy New Year. Haven't said that yet. Yeah, happy New Year to you as well. 2024, an election year. God, Joe, here we go again. Yeah, there we go. Three more books. <laughs> Three more books. The Steel. Yeah, you like Star Wars? Four, These five, will be the six, prequels. <laughs> Very yeah. good. I want to talk about this article, which was just fascinating that you put out there. We want people to be encouraged that there's organizations and states out there doing the right thing. But uh, this article, we're going to post it for everybody to see. Shocking exclusive, nearly two-thirds of all uh, controls needed to ensure accurate and secure elections are missing. Joe Hoft, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's so terrible. It's really, it's really, really bad. Actually, I got some uh, some others, that some, some pretty smart people that reached out to me after I wrote that and said, hey, Joe, you're spot on. You know, my background... Um, uh, Matt is in in finance and auditing, and and as you know, I was overseas for a decade almost in Hong Kong, running an audit shop for a major Fortune 500 corporations throughout Asia Pacific, and I've also overseen the financials of a billion dollar block business as well. So I know a lot about controls, audits, and finance. And and what happened uh, twenty some years ago was there was a new law called Sarbanes Oxley, named after these two guys that that initiated it. It was after Enron collapsed, and their remedy was, well, we need to put in more controls to make sure the companies don't fail like this ever again. So, what they did is they ma- mandated it that every corporation has to not just test the financials and test uh, uh, their results, but make sure that their processes are are perfect as well. And you have to sign off on them, the CEO and the CFO. And if you get numbers that are garbage and you end up, uh, you know, going bankrupt or whatever, or their their material, you can go to prison. And that's what the law said. So it was taken real serious, at least in the corporation I worked at and I think around the country. And so every year we had to figure out um, what are all the key processes, the key sub-processes, and the key controls related to those processes to make sure our financials don't have any errors because we want to make sure there's no way something can sneak in. So like with systems, we got to make sure they're secure. We can't allow people to be able to pop in and, and, and steal our information or enter a a, a malware or some sort of virus or something you want to protect it with your, with your, with your, uh, any other process, like your, your sales process, you got to make sure that the invoices come in, they're timely reported, timely put in all this stuff. It was a big job. We had to do this around the world. And so we decided to do the same thing here with our election process. And um, and by the way, in the corporate world, you cannot have any any open controls at the end of the year. Every control has to be in place. If there's something that's broke that you find out during your testing, during the year, then you have to make sure it gets fixed by year end and retest it then and make sure it's in place. So none. We could we could we maybe had a thousand controls we're looking at in the corporate world in a multinational corporation to make sure everything's going great. We did the same thing with the election process. Some some great people from Florida helped us put this thing together. And when we were done, we ended up with like, we ended up with say 13 or so processes, a hundred sub processes within those processes, and then uh, 520 controls, activities that have to be in place in order that our election 
is as accurate as our financials are in the corporate world. What we found out is only a third of all the controls that we identified are actually uh, working and in place. I mean, we've, Matt, I'll tell you that we found stuff that I had no idea about. One thing, there's these things called federal bells. Anybody can sign up for them. Um, you don't have to, in, in some of these states, you don't have to provide uh, proof of who you are. You don't have to provide a social security number. You don't have to provide proof of citizenship or, pr or proof of residency. Basically, you could, in some instances, be from Uganda and fill out a form and vote in the U.S. election. And this, it just put in an address, and it'll be sent somewhere, and that's that 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 you, that person can vote. And and this is the kind of insanity that we have now built into our process. It's just as insane as our southern border. <laughs> We're seeing it today in this major. There's a stalemate right now in Texas between Biden and Texas. And Texas is saying we're shutting down the border finally now after three years. Yeah. But at least they're doing it. But I mean, this is the same thing in our election process. It is absolutely broken. And we're accepting this as if this is no big deal. And we saw the results. We, we And we've been seeing it, uh, you know, for three years now, man. We've talked about this on your show before. It's, yeah. it's the, everything's broke. And why are we accepting this? This is the key. And this was a, you know, this was our, our piece. And, we got to get this fixed before 2024. So there's some things that people are doing as well. Yeah, that's right. I want to talk about some of the 14 key processes that are part of U.S. elections. Because people are thinking, what do you mean key processes? Well, it starts with voter registration, voter roll maintenance. And that's one where people get tripped up. They, it's I guess they're too lazy to clean up their voter rolls. Ballot right. printing, vote by mail, vote in person, physical security, reporting results, election certification, ballot storage and maintenance, system security, election donations, election facility management, uh, selection of elector, uh, election personnel, effective governance. And, and I want to highlight this in your article within these 14 processes. I just named 14 of them. A hundred sub processes were defined. Next, over 500 detailed controls were identified in a total in these sub processes. Per the analysis of these controls, only 36% of the controls identified were in place. So it's still just in layman's terms, willy nilly when it comes to elections. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't accept it in a, as a grade in high school, you know, and you have to and get like 70%, business. right? You talked about a sales business. If your staff wasn't following the processes, the company fails. <laughs> well, yeah, seriously, how could you report your financials if you're saying, well, 70% of the controls? I mean, it's just ridiculous. And we've got evidence. I mean, just last week, we're, that Halderman's up in Georgia, uh, or was it a week and a half ago or whatever, and he, and, he, and he releases, you know, he shows everybody, give me your pin here. I can put a pin in this machine, hold it down for a few minutes, boom, I can get in, I can... Do whatever I want. I can flip an election. That's with one system. What? And and that same system's used all over Georgia. That's the system that Georgia purchased for 100 or 200 million or whatever it was in uh, 2020 uh, and put in place for the election. It's a mess. Everything's a mess. Yeah, it really is. And it all comes down to when you have a process that fails, like it did in 2020. We are stuck with this. Donald yeah. Trump, a valuable lesson. Don't. Mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> if when like was that? To... That was like a couple days ago, right? That was yesterday. Would you like to try? <laughs> Would you like to try to translate that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you? How did that happen? Was that from? Uh, did the system pull that up, or did you have to type that in? <laughs> <laughs> what does the teleprompter really say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Joe, I mean, we've, we've had people um, we've had people on the show that have been working out there to try to clean this stuff up. There's there's a lot of groups trying to clean this up. And have you seen since 2020, have you seen anything? I mean, these controls and these key these key uh, configurations are not good. But is there some work that's that can give people hope that, you know what, maybe we got a chance to not have this thing fixed? Yeah. Yeah, there really is. Uh, there really is. There's one, actually one guy from uh, Florida is named uh, Chris Jersky. I don't know if you've had him on. He's uh, he's really an expert in IT. And he also uh, was just disgusted when he saw what happened in our election in 2020. He's uh, originally, his parents are from communist Poland, I believe. And then he married a girl from Venezuela. 
And so when they saw this, they said, damn, this is just like what we, you know, our parents and what we came from. We've got to stop this. And Chris has spent a lot of effort trying to figure out voter rolls, maintenance, and make sure that all the people on these voter rolls are legitimately people. And he's in Florida, he got a hold of the data and he was able to figure out that and basically challenge these local uh, supervisors with, with data that says, hey, these are not right. He's there was an article that came out from Daily Mail a, a couple weeks ago, and it was, "Hey, Florida's uh, you know voter rolls have decreased, even though people are you know coming here. Florida's rolls are have decreased by about a million. Most of them are Democrats." Well, Chris says, "Well, wh well I know why that's happening. It's because he's been pushing back at all these local uh, supervisors to get their voter rolls cleaned up, and he's providing them lists." of these people that he's identified through his technology. Now he's working on Texas. He hopes to be able to use this in other states across the union too over the next few months. Another guy that, I, that I've that i spoke to, his name's Harry Hari. He's gonna come out with some cases here in the next couple of weeks where he's challenging the federal government based on civil rights uh, legislation from the 1960s that basically says, you have to ensure that your elections are, in pro are, are accurate. And if you have evidence that, that there is fraud, that there's any type of you know, mismanagement or whatever it might be, then you have to fix that. And it's your duty as an election uh, person involved in an election. You can go to prison for this. And he's going to sue under the federal court in multiple states based on this because he believes that these machines, his ultimate remedy, he wants to get rid of the machines. And because we cannot, they do not comply with U.S. regulations. And he's an expert in HAVA, one of these acts that came out in the early 2000s, about the time of Sarbanes-Oxley, that said for federal elections, you have to do certain things. Well, we're not compliant. And we're not compliant when we've got 200,000 or so Well, right now, 140,000 ballots in, in Georgia that we can't even look at. He goes, well, that election shouldn't be certified. And that's the same way I look at it from a corporate perspective. We shouldn't certify these if they're not, if they're not, if they're not legitimate. You cannot. And that's that's uh, what he's fighting for is, is just basically elections that work. And in order to do that, we really got to get, uh, get rid of these machines. That's an effort that he's pushing on. We've got some uh, other efforts uh, with this team that I'm working on that we're going to continue to work through and try to get in place ourselves before the 2024 election because we've got to we can't go through this and i gotta tell you if you if you think about it matt it seems like some people are uh you know the democrats seem to be pretty confident they know that they've got these systems they're fine to move forward with it and they'll do whatever they just announced they're gonna arrest another 900 people from january 6th or whatever oh, it's like you, you know you know that you wouldn't do that and the southern border is a great example too you wouldn't do this insane stuff if it wasn't if you didn't think that you could you know win the next election. You know what I mean? They know it's wrong. They know it's not right, but it's it's about the power. Yeah, like Nikki amen. Haley, seventy uh, percent of her vote was uh, from Democrats. Democrats, yeah, <laughs> isn't it crazy? And by the way, uh, both in Iowa and New Hampshire, uh, they took these polls uh, in Iowa. I think it was seventy percent. I think New Hampshire was eighty percent of the Republicans that are polled say they believe the twenty twenty election was rigged. That Biden basically yeah. stole it. So everybody knows this. We all know it. We can see it with our own eyes. And that's what the media tries to tell. Oh, you're just a fool to to trust your eyes. I mean, Jesus. You know, we see people pulling you know boxes out from under tables. We see a van pull up in the middle of the night in Detroit. We saw it. We saw it all. We were absolutely well, they right. They shut it down at 2 a.m. They shut it down. Oh, no more counting tonight. That's right. Yeah. And then the right. videos came out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everybody no. check out this article on it's joehoff.com. Okay. You guys got to go to joehoff.com. Shocking exclusive. Nearly two thirds of all controls needed to ensure accurate and secure elections are missing. The fight continues, Joe Hoff. Tell people what's next and how they can find you. Well, thanks so much, Matt. It's great being here again. Yeah, you can go to joehoff.com where I've got my, my uh, actually my show. I do a show uh, weekdays, mornings, uh, tntradio.live. I, I post it there. I'll post my interviews with people like you at my site. I'll also uh, have my books for sale on my site, as well as I put up some posts myself now 
on that site and still contribute to the Gateway Pundit uh, a little less than I used to, but uh, still still a contributor there as well. Well, it's like when the Beatles, some of them go solo. They still like the they still like each other, but some people like doing solo projects. <laughs> well, I haven't been called a Beatle before, but I'll take that. That yeah, sounds not good. Bad. If, if yeah. the election uh, results watchers were the Beatles, you are definitely John Lennon. I just hope they don't shoot you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> it's remarkable. JoeHoff.com, everybody. And we want to get you back as we do more election Great. coverage because Great. I love the article. Um, I think it was your brother who wrote it about the one county in Iowa that Trump didn't win. They turned in some, they didn't turn yeah. in all their stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 One just, and one vote. One vote. You know, it was more one vote. Yeah. Hill. One vote. Crazy. Yeah, it's just it's just yeah. crazy stuff. We'll keep up on this. Joe Hoff, thank you yeah. so much. God bless you. Thanks, and, uh, uh, thanks for educating the listeners on this story. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks. All Appreciate right. it. You got it. We'll see you next time. All right. That'll do it for this evening's edition of the Matt Buff Show. Everybody check out JoeHoff.com, his books, FreedomFoundation.com, HeritageFoundation.com with Sarah, Sarah Partial Perry on the Matt Buff Show tonight. And tell your friends, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We'll see you next time. You guys stay smart out there. Mm-hmm.